You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. You know, guys, I always have a hard time picking my favorite Bob Dylan song, but I think it's that one that goes, Hey, man, you just say, the fact of man, man, it could also be the one that is, uh, hey, he didn't do it, I fight the power with the people. It's always a tough, it's a tough show off there. Uh, wow, what a, oh, what a great way to jump into this review. And with that, <laughs> if you're wondering who I am, my name is Alan. You probably heard me on a bunch of stuff on Screener Squad, uh, a bunch of Final Days podcasts, Final <laughs> Days of Gotham. Their final watch has begun for Game of Thrones. But I am not here alone. I'm here with Ben, who graced us with that glorious joke to start this off. So introduce what, yourself, What man. joke? That's my favorite Bob Dylan song. How dare you? But <laughs> yeah, uh, so it was a pleasure to be here. You know me on a bunch of the other reviews, but I'm, of course, with Bradley as well. Hello. Yes. Bradley Martin. I'm also from most of the stuff Alan's on. So yeah, <laughs> except God, God, I dodge that bullet. Not easier. like the Waynes. No, okay. you're, you're watching the Pennyworth show with Oof. us. Uh, you men are braver than I, but here we're talking about the Rolling Thunder review, a Bob Dylan story by Martin Scorsese, which seems like an excessively long title, but I'll let it go. Well, it's an excessively long documentary. Yeah, it's two and a half hours. Basically, the Martin Scorsese is uh, directed this documentary, which talks about the Rolling Thunder review tour. Bob Dylan, basically, this is in like 1975, and he's just going across America to and fuck that notification. Basically, yeah, just going through playing small venues, and this is the story about what was going on during it, the crazy adventures they got into, what this kind of meant for you know America at the time, and just random stories that kind of came across here. Yeah. And I've got Ben, you can go into first thoughts. Yeah, I was going to say, I find this movie to be one of the most completely just intriguing like stories in a documentary I've watched in a while because Bob Dylan's one of those guys who's he's very mercurial, he's such an enigma. And then like you put that with all these people that are the people he chooses to be around, and it's just him doing that for a year pretty much. It's just like all of these people are such like a time capsule of where they were. And then you see Dylan in present day, and you're like, Oh, no, wait, he's still that way. Sorry, that, that's just Bob Dylan. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And yeah, like a lot of documentaries, it's like, hey, we're going to take footage from the past. We're going to have people kind of talking to the camera and TV source. But and I, and I love documentaries, especially about things I know nothing about. Like, I'm going to say it straight up. I literally know nothing about Bob Dylan, except for like, yeah, the random songs you'll hear every now and then, either at the start of a trailer or in random Fallout games like you, you don't re- like I don't really know nothing about him. And honestly, walking out of this documentary, I still feel kind of the same way. This was a very, very long, very drawn out. And honestly, I I found myself just not giving a fuck during most of this because I didn't understand what exactly was it trying to do. Was it trying to be like a music video documentary where it's like, hey, we're going to play a bunch of songs during this tour and then maybe talk about a few things? Because like it didn't really feel like I ever had a focus. So I don't know if you guys felt the same way. Um, I don't know. I always felt like it was. It was very focused on trying to show, you know, what Dylan's mindset was and how is how that impacted outwardly, both to the people on the tour, the people who went to see the tour, and uh, also on the world at large. You know, there's a bit of the focus shown at the beginning at this being the America's centennial was when he went on this tour, and then kind of how that centennial 
was also some things that he highlighted and how he affected kind of the American mindset, you know, both, uh, you know, about the war and about social issues. Like they bring up uh, the hurricane, you know, one of his most famous songs, which, you know, helped, you know, get more public eye on that court case as well. And that racism that caused that. Yeah, definitely. And they, they do definitely go in a lot like that hurricane story is basically what coattails the end of this uh, documentary. And now that was a really interesting story. I had no idea that, that actually happened i just wish there was more of that i felt that there was so much meandering and like i again this is this is talking about a tour and i get it but they they like a lot of this documentary is let's play the full fucking song i'm like i i get it if you're a huge fan of bob dylan this is probably great but for someone i i think his music is droning and kills my ears <laughs> i was like please stop go back to the talking um, i'm on the, the complete opposite end here I did think the behind the scenes and the weird kind of is this staged interview type of documentary filmmaking was a bit much, but every performance and like real performance, Alan, that's Bob Dylan singing like in concert and we're witnessing exactly. it and like beholding the art of this mythical icon um, I love that as a concert movie. I think it's incredible and a must. Um, the stuff in between, I, you know, I enjoy the kind of dipping my toes into the lifestyle that he led and the interesting things he had to say about art. Like, what is art, man? Art is creation and destruction is the opposite of art. Or maybe all art is meaningless. I don't know, man. I wasn't born yet when I wrote this song. I'm like, whoa, what is he talking about? Yeah, he was saying that shit. That was fucking weird. That shit and Al Ginsberg, it's it's great. The people we kept around him are amazing. Let's be fair. Yeah, Ginsberg and... I don't know. Uh, Ginsburg, Joni Mitchell, like mm-hmm. killing it. Mm-hmm. She basically oh, yeah. he more or less discovered Sharon Stone. I mean, he didn't help her with her like actual fame, but he's like, Oh yeah, you're a really cool person. Let's just hang out. You come with me, 19-year-old random person. I like you. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much. And I just wish it I wish it focused more on that. I felt like that my biggest problem with this is it didn't understand it, it didn't really know what it wanted to do. What did it want to just showcase a lot of the footage that they filmed during this uh, review tour? Or did they want to basically tell a story about Bob Dylan? Because it feels like it's trying to do everything, but never really giving enough of a spotlight to any one thing for me to really get a grasp of it. Because, yeah, it does the whole thing of like, hey, what, what was America's reaction to a lot of this tour? It does that a little bit. What was Bob Dylan's state of mind during this? It does some of that. What are some of the people interacting? They should have Sharon Stone here. They have a little bit of that. But it always feels so piecemeal that it feels random. Like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, we're going to this now where it's in between all these songs. I'm like. You are so unfocused of what you actually want to do that I am honestly just finding myself tuning out until something interesting happens, which is usually someone talking to a camera. Yeah. Hmm. I thought the way it opened up, I thought the majority of the whole thing was going to be about the establishment against, you know, (laughs) the movement and the art. But that was, I'd say, maybe four, five minutes of the documentary. See, yeah, it was was mostly the stuff. I'm kind of a polar opposite on that. Like, I felt like it kind of gave me everything I wanted from it, where, you know, this music was kind of used as a a breaking point in between segments in a transitional phase where one, it would break up what was just happening and then it would kind of lead into a a story or a a next thought about Dylan or about the tour, about his impact. And it kind of helped break it up and as well as the music is just that fantastic like as you said bradley the performance alone is amazing what he puts into his on-stage persona 
kind of then offsets, you know, when you see him just talking, how he's such a quiet guy when he's talking to people, you know, he, he has weird, deep thoughts, but then he kind of keeps to himself and then, you know, interjects things as he's talking. It's, it's such a very cool balance for me. And again, I think this is such, you know, a time capsule of a period in a very special right. situation that it's even just a more important documentary in that alone, where it's just really amazing to see all of this. Yeah, and I think that's probably one of the benefits. So it's probably one of those things where it's like, hey, I'm just not the right audience and I'm perfectly <laughs> okay with accepting that. That this was just not for me. But for people that have probably either grew up, I, I, um, yeah, yeah, there's probably still people. If Bob Dylan's fucking alive, there are people that were alive during this fucking tour. Yeah, <laughs> saw this. So, <laughs> wow, that's a, it's an assumption that she just went to. Yeah, nobody's alive that saw Bob Dylan. Well, I guess maybe they are. <laughs> yeah, hey, I don't know, man. Like I said, this is a hell of an assumption on my part. But as, as it's just being on Netflix, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say there's probably a lot of people that have never really heard about him, or at least not heard enough to know anything about this. So. That might be difficult. That might be a very, very difficult watch for people that aren't that familiar with this. But it seems like both of you are very familiar with this. So that's why you loved it a lot more than I did. Well, what was your yeah. first exposure to Bob Dylan, Alan? I honestly don't fucking idea. I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like I randomly heard him on the radio as a kid. Okay. Like, I, so it's like I only know him by name and maybe like, yeah, because you're like, oh, the Hurricane song. I, I remember hearing it randomly. So it's like this was way Not to mention my all time. the covers of that song as well. Exactly. Yeah. All on the Watchtower has so many great covers of it. And mm -hmm. that's not even in this movie. That's how many songs Bob Dylan has <laughs> yeah. that they didn't even play all along the Watchtower in this movie. Jesus. This movie's two and a half hours and they didn't fit everything. Like, <laughs> Well, no, towards the end when he was knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he did write that. Why did I? Why did yeah, I forget that? I had, I had that moment. I was discussing this documentary with my father, driving him from work the other day, because uh, he's admittedly the one who got me into Dylan. Because uh, 1975 is maybe just a decade and a half or two before I was born. You know, just little things. Uh -huh. But uh, no, we were talking about it, and like progressively, each of us is remembering another big Dylan. Because at first, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I can't think of his biggest commercial su successes outside of you know, um, Tangled Up in Blue, and uh, and then he's like. Well, knocking on heaven's door. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then like a rolling stone. And like we kept going back and forth for like five minutes. I'm like, maybe you'll listen to some more Bob Dylan. That's probably not <laughs> yeah. even in this documentary. Jesus. Uh, he wrote everything. And my first exposure, this will be a laugh. I was just a kid. And it was Michelle Pfeiffer talking about Mr. Tambourine Man from Dangerous Minds. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's OK, awesome. I'm deep. I could look into that. You know, and I did, and I was like, wow, this Bob Dylan is incredible. Then, of course, he had a cameo on King of the Hill, you know, mumbling with Boomhauer, and that was literally my <laughs> step into the Bob Dylan music scene. So mine isn't conventional by any means, but yeah. Yeah, my dad was never the... I don't know if he's ever been the biggest Dylan fan, though he is definitely an old hippie, <laughs> so it kind of... <laughs> Kind of fits with that. Where I'm sure he probably has a Dylan album or two, and he loves his stuff. But I think my I first got into Dylan from the band, the band that's just called the band that he of course played with, and then it's like, oh yeah, from there to actually wanting to listen to more Dylan was great. Uh, I mean, say what you want to, the man is definitely almost more of a poet than a singer because if you listen to a lot of these songs, they cover a lot of his like deeper stuff too, and it's like some of these songs they don't have a great continuity to them or a great rhythm it's more yeah, he like the, stories the song is a great rhythm and he makes it because of the odd cadence of his voice and how he brings it together and it's 
we don't have many singers that really pull that off these days, at least not to the same level of fame that he has. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it, 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 one of the things it does show is, yeah, this guy's one of the most famous musicians during his time. So, but yeah, no, we definitely talked a lot about this. So uh, I guess, uh, Bradley, I'll throw it to you for final thoughts. Final thoughts. Okay. Well, I've always thought Dylan was on another level. I think there might have been a Men in Black joke way back when that he said he was an alien, but that was probably, probably. like 30 or 40 jokes in that first movie, which is good. <laughs> I'd, I'd recommend anybody see that. But yeah, I've, I'll probably love Dylan until there are the musics and stylings of Dylan until I'm dead because nowadays, and if I may sound like an old man myself, nowadays, gentlemen, nobody sings truth to power anymore. I was reading a, a music article and Katy Perry said, this song is a takedown. It's singing truth to power. You know, I listened to her song and maybe it was. Like I said, I admit I sound like an old man yelling at clouds here. But to me, it just <laughs> sounded like she was singing about like wanting to do lots of sex and dancing on like Friday night. But, you know, whatever. That is my kind of power, though. Yeah, and if it's your kind of power, maybe <laughs> I just need to fade off into the wind, dust in the wind. Anyways, that's another rough singer. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm going to give this, since I did love all the concert performances, uh, especially when, you know, he was really, like, grinding his teeth into, uh, you know, that savory, accusatory, brutal takedown way of singing he would perform. Like, like you said, with the hurricane song. Um, no, I'm actually going to go with eight out of 10 of this. Eight out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because, yeah, I love watching this man play music. And I like you were saying, Alan, you wish you had more of that other stuff. That other stuff I, I didn't quite understand at all. So, but when people talk about art, you know, it is what it is. And I appreciate this documentary and always appreciate anything Scorsese puts together. So yeah, eight out of 10. percent. So I was thinking, uh, I'll, I'll go in and we'll end it off with uh, Ben as far as the final thoughts. Sure. So, uh, I, I love watching documentaries. That's, that's one of my favorite things to watch. And I think that I have to step back and be like, okay, this particular documentary isn't for me. It's for people that are fans of Bob Dylan. So as far as production, it's like, yeah, they managed to get a lot of the footage from the actual time, which is really, it was something I always appreciate no matter what. And they're able to splice it in with, you know, people basically talk about it in modern current day. So as far as production value, it is very, very good. I think that for fans of Bob Dylan's music, that this is probably going to be like an incredible documentary. For people that aren't, I think they might have a tough time going, what the hell is actually going on? And maybe this just isn't for them. So this might not be good for new people, but for fans, definitely. So I'll give this six out of 10 out of tune guitars. Just because like, <laughs> yeah, check it out if you're a fan of the music. If not, eh, maybe you should avoid it. But uh, I'll leave it to you, Ben, to end off the review. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I've kind of said that I probably liked all of this a bit more than everyone else, including Bradley, just because I kind of like the balance a little bit better. Uh, I definitely agree with you uh, there, Alan, that uh, the footage is fantastic. Uh, the original filmmaker is Martin von Hasselberg, I believe, who uh, was the uh, basically just found Bob Dylan and said, I find you really interesting. I do weird art stuff. Do you mind if I film you? And Bob Dylan said, Hey man, I do weird film stuff too. <laughs> do it. And uh, they made this movie. And honestly, it's like, Bob Dylan was just like, no, you're, you're a guy kind of like me. Go ahead and film everyone and everything that you want. And like some of it seems staged because Dylan just didn't stop the guys from filming any part of his real life. And it's kind of amazing for that. Um, and again, as we said, it's got an amazing array of people. Like even 
anybody with kind of just even a rough idea of the folk music scene at this time will be able to pick out dozens of names that just show up here. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of just it's something I want to watch again, but definitely two hours is, is a lot to sink into it. Oh, yeah. uh, and it's one of those things I feel like I'll put on one night and then start, then stop and start again some other night at like one of the songs. Because as I said, it's just the concert film stuff. Part of it is amazing. That's something Scorsese has always done well in these music documentaries. And this footage gave him everything he needed to be able to do that. Uh, so I'm going to have to give it eight and a half out of 10 not enough masks to wear on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough, man. If you wear a mask, they tell you the truth. Like how he got these scars. <laughs> this, this may be too deep of a, of a cut, but did anybody <sighs> see Bob Dylan supposed to that face paint on that big hand? Just go, he only needs a scarf and he'll be like the seventh doctor from Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah, Tom. Yeah, you're not wrong. Actually, <laughs> yeah, Tom Baker. He, did, he, yeah, he looks just like him, doesn't he? Just die, he just changes hair a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just put the hat on, give him a scarf, and he's Tom Baker. And I was like, God damn it! I want to Photoshop that now. It'd be the weirdest Doctor Who episode. He's, we just wrote a Doctor Who. Yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. We got it. So, pending, 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 pending. He'd say, "He's Nick saying he's good, jelly babies." 